This is so wizarding. Hey, this is Joe from Dinner Podcast, and that's so wizard. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare. You are listening to So Wizard. You're thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time. For episode number 218 of the So Wizard Podcast, I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Reagans. I am back and on the attack. What's going on, everybody? You are listening to So Wizard Podcast. Three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly. This week, we've got some nerdy news. We're going to talk a little bit about my time at New York Comic Con. And then we're going to have a full review and reaction to the newest movie from Sony's cinematic universe featuring Spider-Man that may not feature (laughs) Spider-Man, Venom. Before we get into all that, how is everyone doing this week? Mark Ellis. Tell us, Mark Ellis, what's going on in your life? Uh, That's a good question. Uh, I actually had a day off this week, which was very unusual for me. I got to work on the art project that I've been working on. We got to put a little bit more time on that. I'm still, I still don't know if I'm going to make it. Uh, the deadline is coming up really soon, um, but I'm trying really hard to get it done. Um, and I also went to go see Hamilton this weekend, which was pretty dope. Uh, you know, it's very rare to get a chance to see a Broadway show that's also a hip hop concert, uh, but it was a lot of fun. So I recommend if you can afford it because the tickets are fucking expensive. Um, definitely go check out Hamilton. It's really cool. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I know. What is like, that? No one cares. I don't, like, I don't like that. <laughs> the only musicals I like are Grease 2 and Rocky Horror. Oh, God. How many songs about tricking someone into having sex with you because World War Three is starting <laughs> are there in Hamilton? Uh, if you replace uh, World War Three with World War One, then there's two songs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, now, you have, now you have my attention. <laughs> How about you, Aubrey? What's going on? Uh, I'm alive. Yay! <laughs> one one day at a time. I'm alive. Excellent. That's the, that's all we can hope for, right? That's yeah. all we can hope for. Yep. That's right, Aubrey. Keep your spirits up. Yeah, I'm getting there. <laughs> you can do it. You, you can, can do it. That's right. <laughs> oh, you, you got to see Tom Hardy on a big screen, so that's got to be something, right? Yeah, I, yeah. Was, I was pretty excited about that, <laughs> can't be honest. There you it's go. Like my heart sang, and then I read an article where he shook the paw of a dog. Huh. <laughs> see? There you go. My ovaries. If only we knew that was all it took to get panties dropping. <laughs> <laughs> Thousands of dogs everywhere prepared to have your hand shaken. <laughs> How are you doing, Joey? I am recovering. Yeah, still. Um, yeah, I'm not bad. Not bad. I uh, so as we know, I went to New York Comic Con this past week. Um, it's just me and uh, Derek, who you may know from Not Another Nerdy Podcast. Also, one of my best friends for like 24 years. But 
usually, like I said, on the past couple of weeks, we go with a huge group, but it was just the two of us this time. So, you know, we rolled in on Wednesday. Uh, the, the show's Thursday through Sunday. We only went Thursday and Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we decided we were going to go on Wednesday because that way we can be in the city Wednesday night, grab something to eat, you know, fart around a little bit, go to bed. And then the next morning we can get up and we're already in the city. I don't have to get up at three 30 in the morning to get on the train at five to be there for when the show opens. Right. <laughs> Cause then when you do that by the, by like three 30 in the afternoon, you're a complete mess. Right. Yep. <laughs> and it's, and it's not really that much fun. So we decided that. And, and so, you know, we jumped on the train and we took the train into New York. We got off and, Took a taxi. Did we take a taxi? No. When we got off the train, we walked to the hotel, the wonderful Skyline in Hell's Kitchen. Word. Less than like two blocks away from where they filmed Daredevil and Elektra fighting in the Daredevil movie in the playground. <laughs> Whenever I walk past that park, it just it hurts my heart a little bit. I'm not going to lie. That's right. <laughs> Thankfully, we, we didn't have a big enough pe- group of people who were walking by booing every time this <laughs> trip. But, um, yes, yeah, so we walked to the skyline. As we were walking, we walked literally right by the Titans premiere for DC Universe. Oh, nice. There's a huge crowd of people out front and like cars and stuff. And, you know, Jim Lee was out there. Jeff Johns was out there. The whole cast was out there. So we could actually see all of this. Wow. Were they just like out in front? Like, Anybody can walk up to them? Well, they had like a gray carpet. Yeah. Not a red carpet, but a gray carpet. And then there were people <laughs> pressed up against like the barriers, like desperately trying to like get high fives or autographs. So. Right. But I did get a really good look at the girl playing Starfire. Yeah. Dude, they did her so dirty on this show. <laughs> like sm- so dirty. She's smoking, isn't she? Dude, she's smoking yeah. hot in real life. Like a hundred out of ten. Mm-hmm. Yep. I already knew she was hot from her pictures on Facebook and like Instagram or whatever. Cause like, you know, we researched what she looked like other than when she's Starfire <laughs> right. in this show. But like seeing her in real life, it was just like, holy shit. <laughs> Why didn't they just like CG her skin orange and leave her alone? <laughs> like, what did they do to this poor woman? <laughs> Cause dude, she's hot. <laughs> oh, jealous. I'm so jealous. Yeah. I was 20 feet away from her, Mark. Mm. But yeah, we went to, uh, we got back to the hotel. We got checked in, and we went to uh, eat. We went to a place. They went, went to that barbecue place that I had been like frothing for for like two years. Um, and I, it was really, really good. But the brontosaurus ribs were thirty five dollars each. Oh damn! So I did not get one. <laughs> I wasn't on a, as tight a budget as I thought because I managed to bang out a couple big sales on eBay before we left. Nice, but. Um, there's no way I was wasting $35 on one meal. Right. <laughs> so that didn't work. But I did get some barbecue and it was amazing. I got some burnt ends and some mac and cheese and it was good. So uh, Mighty Quinn's Barbecue, New York City. Check it out. And then we went over to Midtown Comics and farted around in there for a while, which was cool. Um, we you... saw Todd Todd Nock was in there. Who? <laughs> Uh, he's an artist for Marvel that you hear him at the beginning of dinner, a podcast. Oh, like, Todd oh shit. He was there. He was literally just in Midtown buying comics. Holy shit. That's amazing. Derek's like, there's Todd Knock. I was like, go ask him about dinner and a podcast. <laughs> that's what I was going to say, man. Shouldn't he be like locked in a, in a basement somewhere? Should, right. should he be locked in Steve's basement? 
just being forced to draw sketches over and over again. Yeah, man, I didn't get My out. hand hurts. Shut up and draw booster gold. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, and then that was it. We went to Gotham Market and and got a couple snacks after that, and then we watched a little bit of the baseball game and we went back to the hotel and get some rest. Um, that was the crazy thing about this trip was we ate. I ate so much. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause we're, you're just walking nonstop, nonstop. And it just feels like you're always hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I was keeping track of my walking and it was a lot. It was even more than when I usually go to work. So it was pretty crazy. Wow. Yeah. So the second day, you know, Thursday was when the actual con opened. So one thing we wanted to do since we were already in the city was we didn't feel the need to line up outside at 630 in the morning. Right. So we just slept, got up at 10, <laughs> took, a, took a shower, got dressed, went to the Gotham Market and ate breakfast. And we rolled in the con and it literally was like two and a half minutes from the time we got there to like walk in the door. Oh, nice. Because there was no line. We had gone late enough where there wasn't line. Because in my opinion, like the booths, all this stuff's going to be there. I would, I don't care about the exclusives. There weren't any exclusives that I wanted. I certainly wasn't going to like battle this masses of humanity for Funko Pops or anything like that. So yeah. it was fine. I'm just roll in a couple hours after it opens and there's like no line. So yeah. So the first day we really just wanted to spend on the main floor. So we were there two days. So the main floor was the first day. Artist Alley was the second day. You know, we, my goal was to start in aisle 100, 0, 1, 0, 0, and just work our way up and down and go through the whole floor, mm-hmm. which we almost did. But, it, you know, it's tough because it get redirected by giant crowds and booths <laughs> and stuff. Um, Derek made me wait in line at Super 7 for like an hour and 15 minutes for uh, a couple exclusives. They had a dead Optimus Prime. Like so it's from- Optimus Prime, but he's all gray, like in uh, Transformers the movie when he dies. Holy shit. No kidding. Yeah, and it was cool, you know. And I think there's a couple other things he got too, like a some sort of action figure, like a skeleton. I don't know what that was, but we got we waited in this big line. So there's two huge lines at this booth, and ladies like this one's cash and this one's card. So we go, okay, so we got in the card line. We get all the way up to the front after an hour and fifteen minutes, and ladies like, oh, the cards are down. We can't process cards. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like we didn't have the cash, but we were holding on to our cash because there's right. a lot of other booths that don't take card. Right. You know, so she's so, like, come, come back later, come back later. And I'll uh, you can just come up to the side here and I'll make sure you get your stuff. I'm like, OK, so eventually, I think like maybe an hour or two later, we went back and Derek was able to just go right up to the side of the register. And she knew what we wanted and she knew we had gotten kind of screwed over by the waiting in line. So she rang him right up and it was all set. Nice. Then. <laughs> So then I wandered off to go meet up with uh, Superhero Speak and Pina Comics were both there. Yeah. Um, and the reason Derek didn't come is because he had to get in line to get <laughs> uh, exclusive Bruce Lee Funko Pop at a company called Bait oh, at God. a booth there. So he was in that line. And I didn't know how long that line was going to be, but I was like, I'm not waiting. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So. I went and I talked to those guys, which is cool to see them for like maybe like half an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pine Comics was only there one day. Did they have so, a um, Did they have a table set up? Like, like no, uh, they were just there wandering just around. Oh, nice. And then uh, Superhero Speak were there as press, and what was crazy is like they were just like running around like with chickens with like chickens with their head cut off. Like mm-hmm. they had so much stuff they had to do. There was press junkets and screenings and panels and interviews and like it was crazy it almost made me 
feel glad that we didn't get passes <laughs> just seeing how exasperated they were and they loved it don't get me wrong oh yeah they, they're gonna have so much freaking cool content for their show for like the next two months because mm-hmm. of all the crazy interviews they did i think they had to talk to brian cranston at one point oh, for uh shit. some cartoon that he's doing so they, i mean they got some really cool content yeah it was just um yeah, you know they uh they they, they were exasperated <laughs> it was only halfway through the day on thursday so um but good for them and i only really want the passes for the validation i could care less about anything else that has to do with it don't, say, don't say that on a show dude your comic con <laughs> notice me senpai that's all i care about yeah. <laughs> just want to be able to rub it in people's faces look we're press we're real press but uh yeah, so then I, I headed back. After like a half an hour, 45 minutes of shooting the shit with those guys, I head back over to wherever Derek is, and he's still he's in still line. line. <laughs> this fucking thing. So we get in line, and we the line like goes around the booth like 50 times, and we finally got up to the front, and the lady's like, how many do you want? And he's like, oh, just one. So we buy the Bruce Lee pop, and he puts it in a plastic holder, and he got some uh, trans- metal transformers that were like Wu-Tang colors. Oh, I don't know. Okay. They were cool, I guess. But then we were like looking on ebay and it's like man those bruce lees are going for double retail because they're 30 dollars each but they're selling for 60 to 70 yeah. so we should have bought like three or four of them and just yeah. them. but yeah we didn't get to do that so then we went back to going up and down the rows of stuff and we ran into keith gleason mm-hmm. and he was tearing it up he was doing really good selling stuff he was super happy so it was cool to see him uh, we ran into Aaron Wood, who had a booth. Uh, he had a big booth there, too. So it was cool to see him. I got one of his new Voltron posters for Janine. Oh, nice. And then the one thing I wanted to do all day, the one thing, is I got to meet uh, Neptune Suicide. Right. <laughs> I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I pictured you. I have never seen you happier ever. Um, yeah, you can see the picture on our uh, Instagram. But, yeah, she was. she had a booth there she was signing at. Uh, T Fury's booth, and uh, I just went over and talked to her a little bit. And oh, God, I was so fucking nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but I can confirm in real life that she's super nice. Uh, she gave me a big hug. She uh, signs a uh, print for me. We get to a picture together. She smelled really good, of course. And she's smoking hot. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was done for the day. I didn't care about seeing anything else. I was ready to go back to the hotel. Um, but we did meet up with Matt Man. He used to do. Secret Identity podcast with Brian for like a million years. And now they do Power <laughs> Chords podcast, which is music based. But he was there at the Monarch Comics table because that's who is distributing his Doctor Who book now. Yeah. So he had an updated version with some of the newer doctors in it since it came out and they're distributing it. So we got to talk to him for a little while. We uh, got to meet the guy that runs Monarch Comics, which was cool. And then we went a little later on in the day to like a meetup at a bar for Monarch comics where we got to hang out with them and talk about comics and nerdy stuff and kind of network a little bit. So, uh, yeah, we got some cool stuff going on there. And then later on in the day, we, we, <laughs> we, I had to go to the Nintendo store. So this was like the most important thing. Colin wanted me to buy him plushies at the Nintendo store. Of course. Which is at Rockefeller center, which is a million miles away. So we're like, fuck it. We're going to go. So we, start walking from the hotel we were already back at the hotel we start walking from the hotel it starts raining like fuck so we go back to the hotel and get our sweatshirts and go back outside and 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 now it's pouring (laughs) just like pouring so we're like we we can't fucking walk there we're gonna get drenched so we uh we had to take an uber which is the first uber of the night yeah took an uber over to rockefeller center 
I got to buy him a couple of plushies at the Nintendo store. He could have, if he was there, he could have spent like two grand on stuffed animals, <laughs> no doubt. Um, and we went and ate some terrible pizza. So again, we were super hungry. So we ate some terrible pizza that tastes like cardboard. How do you get terrible pizza in New York? Because like literally every three feet, there's like somebody's broom closet that has a pizza place in it. Yeah. And we just ducked into the first one we saw. We didn't, oh, okay. we're discerning at all. We were just super hungry. Gotcha. Um, and we didn't want to spend money on another Uber. But we, so we got a couple slices of pizza each. I mean, they were fine, but it was like within like two, an hour, I was hungry again. There was nothing to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we had to take another Uber. <laughs> we spent like $300 on Uber, just, you know, New York City. Took another Uber over to where Steve from Dinner a Podcast teaches at his school. And we went and recorded in episode, a crossover episode with Dinner and a Podcast. So that episode is actually out now as you hear this. So you can check it out. Dinner a Podcast X. So Wizard X, now another nerdy podcast where we <laughs> talked a lot about cons, about uh, going to cons and, you know, that kind of stuff. Because they had been at the show a little bit, but he had to work and there was a lot of stuff. They were only there for like half a day. We, we hung out with them. And then the next day, Friday, you know, same thing. We got up, you know, we went to the con a little later in the day so we could get in. Um, then we just busted out in Artist Alley. I saw Adam Walenta. Um, he was doing a bang up job. I only got to talk to him for like 30 seconds because like you couldn't get near him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> get people at his booth. So like, <laughs> I didn't want to be in his way, you know, sell, make that money. And, you know, I had to get some stuff for Janine. Went up and down the aisles. Um, I, there were a couple of things I really wanted, but I just couldn't pull the trigger because they were too expensive. So. Yeah. <laughs> And then the second day, so we, we finished everything we wanted to do. It was about three o'clock and Elise Loren, who you may remember me talking about a few, a year or so ago when we were talking about our women crush of the year, who's a cosplayer, uh, does, uh, online camming. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think she was on suicide girls as well. Um, she's really attractive. <laughs> she was going to be there at a booth, but only from four thirty on. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right. I don't, that's the only, that, I got the one person I wanted yesterday. This is the only other person I want today. That's it. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Derek, we have to hang out. So we hung out and people watched for like an hour and it's four, like 28. And I'm like, he's like, all right, it's time. Let's go. I'm like, I don't want to be like some weirdo creepy guy, like hanging out at this booth before she gets there. That's weird. Right. And it's like, all right, well, so we got there at like four 32. <laughs> the four minute difference. <laughs> that's right. And she wasn't there yet, but like, we're just kind of like milling about. And then like, as we're standing there, like more and more weirdos start like milling. About. Yeah. <laughs> more creepy, creepy single men just mm. keep milling about. till there's about like 35, 40 people there. <laughs> and Derek was fucking dying. He's like, every time I blink, there's more creepy weirdos <laughs> showing up. <laughs> so we're all just kind of standing there. And finally one guy goes, he's, uh, you guys waiting for Elise to show up? We're like, yeah. yeah. He's like, Oh, me too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so she was there uh, at this artist booth who has a comic coming out called White Widow. And so she was there. At, he had her at the booth. So she was dressed up as the character. And then she showed up. We got to, I got to meet her, take a picture with her. She was super nice, smoking hot. She smelled really good. She signed a print for me. And that was it. That was our time at New York Comic Con. We went and got some food again and we headed home. It's, you know, there wasn't these big exciting stories that usually come with it because it was only two of us and I don't drink. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> and like I was saying to Derek, as we were uh, 
heading out Friday morning. We were both exhausted. We hadn't really done anything. It's like, you know, we're not 23 anymore. We're not going to go to these shows and stay up for 20, 72 straight hours mm-hmm. <laughs> of debauchery. And when you're in New York City, it's a lot of walking. So you don't think that you're going to be as tired as you are, but it wipes you out. You know? and you're walking like 21,000 steps in a day. Yep. <laughs> like you're going to be tired. So, but yeah, I had a really good time. It was nice to see everybody and look forward to hopefully going back next year. I'm going to start saving now. Yeah, seriously. seriously. I was super jealous too when I saw that um, this, uh, this rapper that I love, Common, was there because he has a book coming out. Yep. And he was there signing books. I'm like, oh shit, I would have loved to have met him. And then um, another artist that I like called Light, she has a book called Skin and Earth that's out that she wrote and drew herself. And she's also a musician. She was there signing her book. I'm like, fuck, would have loved to meet her too. So um, yeah, I was super jealous when I saw that they were there. But then my yeah, wallet, a, my wallet was a like, a copy of uh, Monstrous, the first Monstrous trade paperback signed by Marjorie Liu for Janine. Um, cause it looked really cool and she was really cool and the art was amazing. So I said, fuck it. And I, I spent the 20 bucks. <laughs> oh yeah, that's fine. That's, that's fair. That's good, dude. Yeah. I, I'm, I was super jealous over some of the people that were there, but I was, I was glad that I was not there. Me and my wallet were both glad that we were home. Yeah. You would have, <laughs> you would have been in artist alley literally for two days straight and spent all your money. Yep. Yep. I already, I already lived that life. I told that story last year, but, uh, yeah, yeah. We should, we should definitely try and do it next year. Yeah, and it was fun, and we got BingCon coming up in Springfield, Massachusetts, October 27th. That's a one-day show, smaller show at a church that supports the uh, Bing Arts program near where we live. So if you're in the area, stop or buy. And then we've got Rhode Island Comic Con coming up in November. So we still have a couple things before we go into con hibernation until <laughs> April of next year. Thank God. God. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So now that I've talked everyone's ear off for 15 <laughs> minutes, Mark Hells, why don't you tell all the listeners out there where they can find more So Wizard Podcast? Sure. All right. So everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. You will also find movie reviews from yours truly, Netflix and Amazon streaming picks from our buddy Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there so you can purchase some of our t-shirts and look good while you're representing the show. Uh, another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. Click on the big A, do your shopping, receive your products, and you will be helping out our little show. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, you can also find us on a Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone Podbean, Google Play Music, and you can also stream us through Spotify. And you can also help out our show by contributing to our Patreon, patreon.com backslash so was your podcast to help out the show. And that is it. Back to you, Joey. <laughs> Hello, ladies. How'd you like to spend a little quality time with this sexy bard, huh? I was thinking about you and your cosplayers. That's why. <laughs> oh, God. Thanks. Thanks a lot. I actually was thinking about next year, one of the days I should go and cosplay as Christian. Oh, there you go. <laughs> we'll see. We'll Hello, see. ladies. That's right. That's right. If I could convince Derek to go as Liquid Chris, maybe we'd uh, <laughs> make a good pair. <laughs> 
All right, Mark Ellis, bring forth your news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in Nerdy News, there was actually a lot of stuff to talk about. So much that if we went through it all, this would be like a five-hour epic episode. So this week, we're just going to concentrate on all the trailers that dropped this past week. Uh, Thank you, New York Comic Con, for uh, giving us geek something to talk about. So let's go through the trailers. What I would like to do is I'm going to name off some trailers. I want you guys to give me your quick opinions of the trailer and give it a score of a zero to five of how you think the trailer uh, worked for you. Uh, Let's start with... So let's start with The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, a Netflix TV show that's going to be it's from the producers of The Riverdale Show, even though it's not connected, not that we know of. Uh, the trailer dropped and the show will be premiering right before Halloween, October 26th. What did you guys think of the trailer? And uh, give it a score of one to five. Let's start with Aubrey. Five, 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 five. five. Wow. I'm so excited for this. So excited. Were you a fan of the original show? I was. I watched every single episode. I absolutely loved Melissa Joan Hart. I loved that show so much. (laughs) I cannot wait. I am so excited. So hyped. Nice. Nice. All right, Joey, what about you, man? I'll give it a uh, 666 out of five. (laughs) I am also super excited for this. Um, I loved the old show. I love Melissa Joan Hart and her lazy eye. What? I never noticed. Oh, boy. I'm sorry. <laughs> and uh, I'm really excited for this thing. It looks awesome. The uh, comics it's based off of is fucking fantastic. So, you know, it looks like the visuals are up to snuff. And I'm ready to rock and roll. Bring it on. Yeah, I did not watch the original show at all. Um, and I didn't read the comic books. So I really had no idea what to expect. But this trailer looked amazing. Right around halfway through it, I'm like, oh, shit. I'm going to binge this entire show, aren't I? It's probably going to happen. So, yeah, I'll give it a five out of five, too. I loved it. That was amazing. So, uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, October 26th. Right. And the plan is for us to you know, at least review the first few episodes when it comes out. Cool. Cool. All right. So, the next one is another Netflix show that's going to be coming out. Uh, it is She-Ra and a Princesses of Power, kind of based on the old cartoon show of He-Man's sister or cousin. I'm not really sure. I never saw the original show. I I can safely say I've never seen one episode of She-Ra. Uh, but this one has like a unique style to it. It's very, it seems like it's, it's aiming for a very youthful group. Uh, and the animation looked a little stilted, but it, it wasn't that bad. Uh, what did you think of it, Joey? I thought it looked cool. Uh, I'm interested in this. I'll give it like a three point seven five because uh, I'm interested. It's from people creatively that are behind Voltron, so I love that show. Um, obviously, you know, I watched Shira as a kid. I wasn't super invested in it because it was for girls. Ew, and uh, <laughs> I just I think this looks cool, so I'm gonna give it a shot. I know my daughter and her friends that are all Voltron crazy are uh, very excited for it, so that's good. Everything they showed at Comic-Con and online looks cool. So we'll give it a shot. We'll see. Uh, I would give it a higher score, but like I said, I don't think it's made for me. So uh, mm-hmm. you know, as a 41-year-old man, I don't know how excited I can be for a show made for uh, tween and teenage girls, but I'm as excited as I can be. Cool, cool. All right, Aubrey, what about you? 
It's about a three. You know, I don't really care. And, but I don't hate it. Yeah. And so, you know, we'll see. All right. Yeah, I think I'm about, I'm around the same boat, probably around like a three or so. Uh, like I said, the animation looked a little cheesy, but I did kind of like the plot of her working for the bad guys and not realizing that she was working for the bad guys. Kind of reminded me of Alias. So uh, in that aspect, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. So, yeah, so we'll see. That one is uh, going to be November 16th on Netflix. All right. So speaking of Netflix, uh, there's also going to be Daredevil season three. Uh, they dropped a couple of trailers. Uh, let's talk about the first one. The first one is with Matt Murdock donning a black outfit, uh, the kingpin making a deal to get out of jail and bring Daredevil down. And uh, Daredevil actually runs into another person dressed like him. I thought this trailer looked amazing. I I don't know what it is about that Daredevil character and the storyline, but for some reason it's just that Daredevil character and Netflix seems like a match made in heaven. I am so ready for this show. I can't even believe it. Uh, what did you guys think of this trailer? Aubrey, did you get a chance to see the Daredevil one? Yeah, I mean, I'm at about a three because I still have yet to watch, you know, the other seasons of Daredevil. Yep. So, you know, I would probably be more excited had I watched them, but I haven't. So <laughs> I'm at about a three. Did this trailer like entice you to want to catch up with it? Um. Yeah, maybe if I had a life. <laughs> yeah, some time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. What What about you, Joey? Um, I thought it looked really cool. I'd probably give it a four. I really love Daredevil season one and two, but there's a lot of baggage at this point. I mean, I couldn't get through Luke Cage season two. Oh, it's so good. I, I couldn't get through Defenders at all. Like there's like Luke Cage. I could probably turn around and watch it again if I like forced myself and then got back into it. Yeah, because it's not like it's bad. But Defenders was bad. It was really boring. Jessica Jones season two was only okay. And then <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned this in the show, but I tried to watch Iron Fist season two. Yeah. And I was watching the first episode and I'm like, fuck, man, this must be almost over. And I like touched the thing. So you see how much is left in yep. the episode. And it had been like 20 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, I can't do this. And I shut it off. So, Wow. So to me, like now we're starting to run into almost a DCEU um, track record with these shows where I don't give them the benefit of the doubt. So I'm excited. I think it looks really cool. Kingpin in his white uniform, clearly uh, Bullseye as the other Daredevil. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens, but I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Mm-hmm. Caut- I'm very cautious. Right now. All right. So what's your score on that? Uh, I give it a four. Four. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 4.5 because you get Daredevil in a black suit, you get Bullseye, you get the Kingpin in a white suit. I mean, it's like this is what you would want for a Daredevil TV show. And plus, Karen Page. So, you know, (laughs) I'm going to bump it up half a score just for that. Can never have enough Karen Page. Seriously. Seriously. Aubrey, did we establish if you think that... She's. You agree with us that she's attractive or no? Mm, she doesn't like. Which that. one's Karen Page? She's the blonde, annoying reporter girl that's that used to be in love with Matt. Oh, she's got a weird face. She used to be on. She used to be on True Blood. I think she had red. Hey, hair. She. I, I don't know. Uh. She looks like she should be a ginger, but dyes her hair for some reason. Mm, probably. Yeah, I don't know. Oh boy. Well, she's, me and Mark. Me and Mark still love you, Karen. 
She's average looking. Oh, average. Damn. Sorry. That's all right, DJ. Sorry, Karen Page. <laughs> it's not bad to be average looking, but I'm I'm just a lady. Maybe that's what drives her to heroin, like in the comics. Oh my God! There's so many cool scenes in that trailer. Jesus, I can't wait. Uh, so Daredevil uh, season three. That is um, that's soon. It's October nineteenth. It's coming up pretty oh, soon. Oh wow! Yeah. All right. So uh, speaking of the Marvel Universe, I would I would definitely understand if you guys did not see this trailer at all, because uh, this one is made just for me. On Hulu, we have Runaway season two. Even though I was somewhat disappointed with season one. The trailer for season two looks amazing. I was blown away. I cannot wait for the show to start. Uh, did you guys get a chance to see it? And what did you think, Joey? I, I watched it. I, I didn't watch any of Runaways after the first episode, first two episodes. It was yeah. just really boring. Yeah. Was that another one where Hulu was putting it out once a week yep. so you couldn't binge it? Exactly. Yeah, I think that combined with not being super into it made me just completely fall off, and I don't, I haven't watched it at all. I guess that makes me a bad nerd, but you know, sorry. no, no, hey, that's that's their that's their business model. That's what they're trying out. So if it doesn't work for everyone, it doesn't work. I could definitely understand that. Um, Aubrey, what about you? Did you watch that trailer? I did. It's all right. tight. It's all right. All right. Yeah. It's fair enough. Fair enough. I you, get... you finished the whole season though, Mark. Oh hell yeah. I was it was something to look forward to. It, it like made my weeks go by faster. Oh god. I'm like, was that good, huh? Well, it wasn't that good, but I mean it wasn't like great, but it was something to look forward to. You know, like I would be going about my regular week and I'd be like, Holy shit, there's a new runaways that's on. What um, about editing? Yeah, it kills my week. <laughs> <laughs> I spent like five days editing and I wake up like, Holy shit, there's a runaways on. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, yeah, I was, you know, the, the trailer had Chase using a gauntlet. It had Old Lace attacking someone. Uh, Caroline was glowing. Uh, They're introducing the, the vampire character from the comic book, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for Runaways. I'm going to give it a, f- I give it a four. Four out of five. I'll give it a two. Mm-hmm. What about you, Aubrey? Um, I'll go with a three. A three. All right. That's good. I like that. I'm just going to give it I'm going to give everybody that I'm indifferent to a three. <laughs> Aubrey's a very nice grader. That's right. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. So then uh, so then a couple of more. Uh, the next one is Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, speaking of Marvel, uh, they got to play a little bit of a longer clip and where we got to see a few more of these spider people from the different verses, including uh, Nicolas Cage as the noir Spider-Man and Spider-Ham. Which is fucking ridiculous. Um, I cannot wait for this movie. I will be there opening day, 3D glasses on, ready to go. I thought this trailer was amazing. I give it a, I'll give it a 4.5 out of 5. What did you think of it, Aubrey? I give it a 3. <laughs> <laughs> wow, really? You didn't, you didn't, you weren't like. It's, it's animated, you yeah. know. I'm not... <laughs> the only animated thing I watch is like South Park. Hentai. <laughs> yeah. I watch anime, but um, you know, South Park is the only animated thing that I watch besides uh, anime. So, I mean, it's just not that appealing to me. I mean, it's cool graphics and everything, but it's just nothing I'm going to actively seek out to watch. My heart just broke a little bit. Joey, what I'm about so you, dude? Sorry. <laughs> Um, I thought it looked awesome. Uh, I think every, everything I see with this movie as we move forward looks better and better and better. Mm-hmm. But now we're at a point where I don't want to see anymore. Right. 
Yeah. I've seen enough. I I didn't stay um, through the whole credits at Venom to watch the scene that they showed because I, I didn't want to. I've seen enough. I know I want to see it. I don't need to have it spoiled. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing at Comic-Con. They had a panel and they showed 35 minutes of the movie. And I don't want, <laughs> I want to see 35 minutes of the movie. I want to see it in the movie theater. So I, I was not interested in that. Mm-hmm. But I'm interested in this trailer, and I love Spider-Man, so we'll see. I'll give it a 4.75, and it would be higher, but it's animated, like Aubrey said. So, oh, my yeah. God. All right. All right. So then, uh, speaking of animated, we got a quick look at the Harley Quinn TV show that they're going to be debuting on the DC streaming service. It was only one minute long. It was Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy inside of Arkham Asylum. What did you guys think of this trailer? Let's Let's start with Aubrey. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> what? I thought you would like this. It's more traditional Harley Quinn. I don't care. She's so overrated. <laughs> Giving it a one. What? Whoa, <laughs> a one. Holy shit. Getting a one. Just stop the madness. <laughs> Give right. somebody else a turn. Mm-hmm. You mean like Spider-Ham? No, like, like <laughs> any other... Female DC character. Katana. Any, any other one. Talia al Ghul. Bring her in. She'll have been in what? One movie? Come on. <laughs> I wish I could remember that Suicide Squad quote. This is Katana. Her sword <laughs> collects souls. This is Katana. She's got my back. She can cut all you in half with one sword stroke, just like mowing the lawn. I would advise not getting killed by her. Her sword traps the souls of its victims. Hey, Joey, what about you, dude? Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Harley Quinn as a character outside of it being Margot Robbie in short shorts. Yeah. So, eh, I guess it's she's she's gone from being whatever she was supposed to be to now being like Marvel's answer to dead or sorry, Marvel uh, DC's answer to Deadpool. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's kind of wacky, fun. Um, I enjoyed uh, sarcastic Poison Ivy more than I did Harley Quinn. Yep. So, but yeah, I mean, it looks fun. I don't know if I'd watch like 15 seasons of it, but, you know, five or six episodes that were half an hour each, I could see myself watching out of boredom at some point. It was cute and it was funny, I guess. So I'd give the trailer like a two and a half. Like, I'm not excited, but it wasn't awful or anything. Yeah, I was wondering how... uh... Kaylee Cuoco was going to do as the voice of Harley Quinn, but she actually sounded pretty good. I was surprised. I'm like, wow. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah. No problems that, with that at all. That yeah. actually kind of fits. So that and the deadpan Poison Ivy I thought was fucking awesome. The little Batman cameo was silly. So, yeah, I'll give it a I'll give it a three and a half. I, I enjoyed it. I don't it's not enough to convince me to get to streaming service, but I thought it was I thought it was fun. And the the crack that they made about the Deadpool cartoon was like that was awesome. I like that. All right, so then the last one, the big enchilada, the big boy, is Jason Momoa is Aquaman. Uh, for some reason, Warner Brothers decided to release a five-minute trailer, five-minute trailer on this movie to try to convince people uh, that this movie is going to be good and to go see it. Uh, what did you think of the trailer and give it a score, Joey? I went against my own wishes and watched this because I didn't want to. I was going to actually just tell you guys I refused to watch it because, yeah. it, I it, again, I already know I'm going to see Aquaman. And I'm not, like, super excited for it, but I'm not not excited for it, I yeah. guess. I think I'm, like, moderately interested in it. And I didn't want to watch a six, almost six-minute trailer of this movie ruining stuff. Yeah. 
but I watched it anyway. That's fine. It, it, you know, it looked pretty good. You know, there was stuff, still stuff that looked stupid. I, uh, for some reason, I don't know what it is, but some of the quips that he says just seem like really forced. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the way it's cut in the trailer and it'll be better in the movie, but a lot of times it's like something happens. He makes a quip. Then there's like a pause where you're like, is, is there going to be somebody off camera like going <laughs> on a drum? Like, like it's really weirdly cut that way. So hopefully that's not how the movie's going to be. Um, the long shot where the two of them were running and fighting with uh, Black Manta and yep. his goons yep. looked really cool. Um, there was a scene of, I think, uh, Nicole Kidman fighting somebody. Yep. That looked pretty cool. Uh, but some of the other stuff still is just a little weird and rubbery CG for me at this point. But, yeah, I'm still interested. I'd give it like a three and a half. Like, oh, I'm still okay. interested in this Aquaman movie. So. All, right. All right. Again, I like Jason Momoa in the part. I, I like James Wan as a director. So hopefully this will be good. Plus, Amber Heard's hot. <laughs> All right, Aubrey, what about you? Um, I'm going to give it about a four because, you know, I was like, I was super excited about this, but I agree with Joey where it feels like the quips are kind of forced. Yeah. Um, I don't really like the wig choices in this movie. Like why, why did we have to do like this bright, unnatural red that makes it known that this is just a movie that these are actors. I don't like that. I'm going to a movie because I want to believe that it's going to be real one day. so i i give it a four i'm still going to see it but i just kind of am more annoyed by it at this point oh all right right, i think it's uh, this is a really weird thing to say but it's time to dial back the marketing yeah i don't want to see any more of this movie at this point (laughs) like you're you're it's almost the same thing as spider-verse like you're almost giving me like Half the movie already, I can already piece together what's happening. So Mm -hmm. uh, it's time to dial back a little bit. Yeah, I would agree with you, except for I think that they really need this movie to work. Like they really need Aquaman to work and they need to get as many butts in the seats as they can. Um, That being said, I thought the trailer was amazing. Like I'm I'm convinced. I'm, I'm, I'm all aboard. Uh, The fact like that, that scene of them, that one long tracking shot chase scene. Of uh, the goons like running through the walls, uh, chasing after Amber Heard, I thought that was amazing. And the final shot of him in the comic accurate costume, standing in front of the waterfall, I'm like, I can't believe we live in a world where Aquaman is getting like this big, beautiful, expensive movie trailer, and yet there's no Superman movie in the near future in sight. What what is happening with DC? Um, but I, I thought the trailer was amazing. I give it a four and a half out of five. I can't I can't wait to see this movie now. Interesting. All right, so that's it. That's all I got for trailers. Next week we're gonna cover all of the uh all of the big news that came out. We talked some Star okay. Wars and some other cool stuff. All right, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So I guess that'll bring us up to our main event of the evening. We're gonna talk a little bit about the new movie, Venom, that came out now. <laughs> now Taking you all the way back 217 weeks ago on the very first episode of this podcast, we talked about the rumors of this movie coming out, and that was our first taste of Aubrey's love, Venom and Carnage as comic book characters. So I'm interested to see how this shapes up uh, in everybody's opinions. 
What we'll do first is give some basic impressions. Mark will play a, a sound drop that will delineate spoilers, and then we'll be spoiling stuff. So if you haven't seen it yet, you're still safe when you hear us play the spoiler sound drop. You can bounce and come back. But at this point, you've listened enough to count as a download, so it's okay if you don't. Um, I mean, uh, come back, please. Uh, <laughs> so let's let's start off. Non-spoiler impressions. Aubrey, we've been waiting 217 weeks to hear what you have to say about Venom. I liked it, and I think I liked it because all expectations of it being like the comics were not there. I I didn't expect it to follow the comics. I didn't expect it to follow anything. So I think enjoying it as its own entity really helped. I enjoyed it. Hmm. Okay. What about Tom Hardy? How how was he in this movie for you? (sighs) Without getting into spoilers. It's just beautiful. Um, Josh actually turned to me during the movie and he made a comment about something. And I was like, don't be jealous. Just get over yourself just because you can't be him. (laughs) Jeez. Ouch. All right. Uh, How about you, Mark? I loved Venom the first time I saw it when it was called Upgrade. Uh, (laughs) This movie, I don't know what the fuck this was. Um, it, you know, and again, it's I, I really, really tried to absorb the movie for what it was because I didn't read the comics. I didn't know the stories. You know, I didn't watch the cartoons. I didn't know, like, Venom's full storyline potential. So I really wanted to take the movie at face value. And I tried to enjoy it. I really did. But there's one scene where I'm just like, all right, I'm out. I'm, I'm out of this movie. So, um yeah, I I can see why people liked it. I was not one of them. Okay. Ouch. <laughs> um, I I thought it was okay. I guess that's the best I can say about it. It's all right. I guess mm-hmm. it felt like 2004's hottest superhero movie. It really did. Like it felt like it fell through a vortex in time <laughs> from before the Marvel Cinematic Universe or any of that kind of stuff existed. Like it really felt like if it had come out two months after Ben Affleck as Daredevil, you wouldn't even have blinked. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly, and that's the part that really sucked. We can do better, America. We can do better. <laughs> Make Venom great again. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. just getting angry. <laughs> now there were certainly wow. things I liked about it, and there were certainly things I didn't like about it, and we'll get into spoilers with that. But it. Uh, it, and honestly, the, to me, the most disappointing thing was when the reviews started coming out online, I was getting really excited because people were making this out to be like the room of modern superhero movies. Mm-hmm. And I was getting pumped because <laughs> I was like, because that's all I wanted from this was to either be so awesome that we're blown away or so bad that we have so much to talk about on the show because it's like Batman versus Superman level of bad. And it wasn't either. It was it was a little better than meh. It wasn't Justice League levels of wet fart, but like it, it certainly wasn't offensive in any way, shape or form to my sensibilities. But certainly I'm not like frothing at the mouth to see it again. It felt a lot like Tomb Raider. Remember when we saw Tomb Raider? You guys remember Tomb Raider? Yeah. You, know, you don't remember much <laughs> of Tomb Raider because like me, you walked out of it and started forgetting it immediately. Um, I feel the same way. You know, it's just, it was a very blah movie that I barely can remember what happened in it at this point. I only saw it a day ago. So. Mm-hmm. So that's our non-spoilery thoughts. Now Mark is going to play a spoiler sound drop, and we're going to talk 
free spoilers on Venom. Spoiler alert! I had seen the future, and I had to prevent it. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Aubrey, you're going to have to defend this movie. Okay. This was like the definition of when are they going to get to the fireworks factory, the movie? <laughs> like, v- where is Venom? Like, why do we have to watch Eddie Brock like stumbling around with a weird accent for like 55 minutes? I didn't think his accent was as weird as it appeared to be in the trailers. It definitely was not. Yeah, it was way better. In the actual movie, they took like the worst sections of his accent coming out with him attempting an American accent and put it in those trailers. Now, did you guys buy his chemistry with Michelle Williams at all? <laughs> no. For like the, the first scene, I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm looking at the screen. I'm like, all right, I really can't picture how this dude would get this chick, but that's whatever. It's a movie. You know what? I feel as though that is completely on Michelle Williams because any movie I've ever seen her in, I've never seen chemistry. I've watched him in um, that movie with Reese Witherspoon. Yep. And whoo, <laughs> that scene. What about on Dawson's Damn. Creek? Did she have chemistry then? I never watched it. Well, I don't want to wait, Aubrey, for our lives to be over, so... <laughs> I just, you know, I I feel as though that's more on her because I really have just never seen her have come. Like I watched um, Brokeback Mountain, no chemistry on Brokeback Mountain. What? There might be a reason but, for that. There might be well, a story yeah, reason I mean, for that. But I don't know her as a character. Like she's just very forget forgetful to me. Like I never well, really she flat out. Her. She flat out said in interviews that she did this for the money. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> She flat out said, like, you know, Oscar winning or Oscar nominated performance movies don't pay for my daughter's school. So, yep. (laughs) Yeah. So, it's a really great sale for Venom. (laughs) That's the thing. I don't feel as though it was his fault. They could have picked somebody better, like me. I have a completely free schedule. You know, as I was watching the screen, I'm like, I wonder if there's a way for Arby to like digitally impose her face over Michelle Williams' face when this movie comes out. Please, internet provide (laughs) deepfakes.com. Oh, never mind. Um, Dearest listeners, if you would like to send me fan mail, (laughs) you don't want the fan mail you get, Arby. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm still shocked about the fan mail that I get because it's you're just hearing my voice. Really, get over yourselves. What did you guys think of um, Riz Ahmed as the bad guy? He's just weird. I don't know. So disappointing because he's a really good actor. Right? (laughs) If you ever watch the HBO show The Night Of dot dot dot, um, he plays a guy that gets accused of murder and he's fucking fantastic in it. And I was so excited when he was cast in this because I'm like, oh, he's a really good actor. And then he was like, again, 2004's hottest <laughs> comic book movie villain. It was so generic. It was just like he had nothing to do. He stood around and monologued about nothing. His yep. plan made no sense. And then he dies. <laughs> the best parts about this movie is the interaction between Eddie and Venom. By the way, who, who introduces himself as Venom? Hi. Hi, Eddie. <laughs> Hi, my my name is Venom. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh my god. 
I'm not um, saying the writing was the best. <laughs> <laughs> it was very frustrating again because, you know, we have to sit through 45 minutes of, you know, Eddie Brock, the reporter, Eddie Brock um, dating Michelle Williams, who has the chemistry of, of a door with him. <laughs> like, I'm just yep. through all this stuff. Then he finally gets Venom. And the parts where it's him and Venom arguing in his head and him learning how to use the powers. Yep. That stuff was all great. Yep. Agreed. I could have watched a whole movie about that or that should have been the thrust of the beginning of the movie. Like, because that stuff was all fun and funny and, and it was cool. I loved when he was flipping out and he jumped in the lobster tank and he's like hungry. No, that, that was Starts eating food out of the trash. and stuff. That was the part where I was out of it. Like I, I can take him and Venom fighting each other for, you know, control of his body or whatever. But him jumping in a lobster tank, I'm like, what the fuck movie is this? This is some kind of like slapstick Charlie Chaplin shit. What the fuck is this? So that part I was out. I was done. I think we we have seen that Tom Hardy has the capabilities of playing a character that is mentally unhinged. Because in Bronson, he's just fucking crazy. I feel as though the things that lacked in this movie is... It was an origin story, really, that didn't involve Spider-Man. So how is that possible? Mm-hmm. So there's challenge number one to get past. And then challenge number two is, you know, you pick people who are not as invested in this movie as the main person. So, I mean, while Tom Hardy was really accepting of this role, Michelle Williams didn't really care. So that kind of fell flat. And... I think accepting it as just a Venom movie kind of overcomes the first challenge because then you're like, okay, this is a a brand new character. And he's not even in New York City either. He's in California. Mm -hmm. So you got to kind of – I think it's tough for people that are really into comics to get over uh, how it's not – involving spider-man and how is this all completely different entity plus fox is the one that came out with it or is it sony that's sony who did it it's sony yeah so really i mean look at what they have made (laughs) well see that's the thing is that i'm not connected to that storyline at all so i wanted to look at this i wanted to watch this movie and go oh that's why venom is so popular let me run out and buy some books or buy a book and they I did didn't get take that at all. bits and pieces from the comics. They have very small pieces, mm-hmm. but they did incorporate some in there. Yeah, not enough to make me like the character enough to understand. The frustrating part is that this is the second part of Venom's story in theory. Right. You know, the beginning is Venom is uh, is black goo, not Prometheus, but he's black goo. He becomes Spider-Man's costume, gets rejected. Eddie Brock was a reporter that worked for a competing newspaper. Yep. Um, he ran a story about who the Sin Eater was, who was a masked villain in Spider-Man at the time, and he got it wrong. And so and Peter Parker got the story right, obviously, because he's Spider-Man, so he busted the guy, so he knew who it was. Um, so he hates Peter Parker. So the costume finds him because he, he, his hate is so pure for Peter Parker. They become Venom. Venom's a bad guy, blah, 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 blah. And then through machinations of things venom decides to he's done hating spider-man is going to go off and and try to be a a hero 
he's like an anti-hero and that's the lethal protector story okay and we're already here at that point so he's already now in san francisco we, we already like venom and eddie that's like we already like him so i don't know how do you even bring spider-man into this because the whole idea of Spider-Man being into this is that the costume was Spider-Man's. It hates him. Venom's this big, scary monster, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. We, we, how do you come back to that after we watched him, you know, slapstick jokes about eating lobsters and Chinese food? Mm-hmm. But the, the weird things that they kind of, I mean, like they have him imprisoned by um, the Life Corporation, which is also in the comics. And then the other kind of weird parts I don't know how they're going to do is that Eddie was super depressed and tried to kill himself and everything. And then he ended up getting into another fight with Spider-Man. And then he was um, imprisoned. And that's how kind of Carnage became about. That's how he came in contact with um, Cletus. So I'm not entirely sure how they're going to spin that either. Because like, how did Cletus Cassidy get Carnage? You know, without that piece of it, how did the goo survive in an oxygen-rich environment enough to get to solitary confinement? Without Eddie Brock going to jail, how did that happen? Because the symbiote's supposed to, um, what am I trying to say? It's it's supposed to um, replicate, you know, and and spawn a new symbiote. And Mm -hmm. that's how all the other ones come about. And that's how Carnage comes about. So how are they going to to spin that, per se? And then again, Eddie and Spider-Man fight again. They, they like, have this back-and-forth relationship. So is there going to be a movie where you incorporate Spider-Man and then him and, him and Venom start fighting? Like, something, like, Annie dies and then they start fighting? Like, is that how it's going to happen? So, you know... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's safe to say that they're just throwing all of the rules out of the window. Like they're like, whatever happened in a book, we're just gonna do our own thing and make it the way that we want to make it. I just, I really wanted to, I really wanted to come out of this movie thinking it's going to be, or I really wanted to come out of this movie hoping it was be be better than than what I was expecting. You know what I mean? I really want it to be like a nice little special little. Oh, okay, I get the I get the Venom love. I understand why people are down with it. But this movie is so shoddily put together. How do you have a how do you have a villain like the the first symbiote that that's inside of the astronaut? Mm-hmm. It wakes up, gets wakes up, kills everyone in the ambulance, and then walks. <laughs> why don't you, you just stay in the, the ambulance? Yeah, why don't you just stay in the car? It, it makes no sense. And then it takes it six months to. <laughs> well, it was walking. <laughs> yeah. No, it it goes to the airport. It transfers into like a little girl. No one know no one no one cares that this little girl's walking around the airport by herself. No one knows where her mother is. No one cares about any of this. It takes six months to fly from Malaysia to America. Why why did Eddie have to leave his phone at that guy's office? Why couldn't he just text him the pictures? <laughs> right. We could just email That's it just to him. Shitty writing though. Yes. This movie yes. has a lot <laughs> of shitty writing. Let's see, one of the writers was the dude that did. He did Life on Mars. This okay, he must have not done the majority <laughs> of the writing. Let's see about Jeff Pickner. Right. Je- but Jeff Pickner did Alias too. So you have two writers. Okay, one of them did episodes of Alias, episodes of Lost, um, Fringe, 
And the other one in the Dark Tower. He did the Dark Tower. Oh, no, that's a producer. Hold on, writer. What has he wrote? Wrote Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, Fringe Alias, um, Ally McBeal. And Scott Rosenberg wrote Life on Mars, which is a fantastic show. That, mo- that, that show is so fucking amazing. I can't even believe that he wrote Venom, honestly. Yeah, I, I'm betting they threw a lot of that script away. That's what I'm thinking. They probably have credits on it, but I'm I'm assuming a lot of that script got wound up in the trash. I heard that like five hours got cut from this movie, <laughs> God. or however much it was. Yeah, like the majority of the good parts of this movie were cut from it, which is a shame because I'm sure that that five hours that was attached to this movie or whatever it was, was the meat of the actual movie mm-hmm. and would have made it seem less horrible. Yep, I absolutely agree with you. I bet it was. I'll bet it was. All right, but what, what did you guys think of the the stinger at the end? <clears throat> I think uh, his wig looked terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it was fine. I mean, I, I guess. You know, it was fine. It, it made sense why Eddie would be there if he is now a writer, still a reporter, why he would go talk to a serial killer. So that's fine. It's just, I don't know. You know, I what I want is more Venom and Eddie talking to each other. That's it. That's right. all I want. If we can make the next movie focus on that, great. No more 45 minutes of talking and nonsense. <laughs> no more terrible CG fights like at the end. Oh, God, that was bad. Oh my God, right, Arby! What about you? What well, you you got your wish, in a way? Mm-hmm. What did you think of that stinger? I was like smacking Josh in the arm. <laughs> I was so excited. I think that Woody Harrelson's wig looks horrible. Yep. As well, um, and I just think that they they just stop wigs. Hollywood should just stop using mm-hmm. wigs because obviously they can't do it appropriately. There's not one movie where I have seen a wig. That was done right. So Hollywood, your wig privileges have been cut off. Just stop it. <laughs> but I am so excited. I think Woody Harrelson is the absolute perfect choice for this character. I really do. Mm, cool, cool. I thought the movie. I at this point, my brain was already checked out. I didn't even care. I didn't even care. I'm like, I, is this supposed to mean something to anyone? It didn't mean anything to me. So um. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think we are going to get a second one because this one, I know we made our predictions last week of what it was going to do. I was way off. This movie made like 80 mil this weekend. So, um, yeah. I think I was at, what am I, what did I choose? 69? Mm, uh, Something like that. We were in the high 60s. Yeah. (laughs) So, Arbery is the winner of that. There's a surprise. Got faith in my man. See? Cast me. (laughs) Well, hopefully... You know, even though they were, like I said, even though we were able to kind of get this out and it's flawed, hopefully they'll see what worked and what people liked and what didn't and kind of mold the next movie based on that. No way. They're going to say, they're going to see the dollar signs. They're going to see the receipts and be like, all right, let's just do it again. More of the same. God, no. (laughs) That's my sad realization. They're going to get the wrong message from this. And we're going to be getting uh, Jackpot the movie. (laughs) (laughs) The Big Wheel and the Spot movies are <laughs> you, in. You want the Big Wheel movie? Don't even lie. I would watch it, depending <laughs> on who plays the wheel. Yeah. So yeah, like I said before, if you want to see this movie done right, watch Upgrade. It it, <laughs> it, it, it legit and the dude looks like Tom Hardy, so you're almost getting 
the the perfect version of the story. Is it that doppelganger? Yeah. Yep. The guy that was in oh. a Spider Man. God, he's gorgeous. <laughs> Upgrade. <laughs> Since I can't get the real thing because he's married, you know. Is Logan Marshall Green married though? Uh, Let's see. <laughs> well, Let's, uh, you know, anybody else have Fuck. anything else they yes. want? <laughs> anybody have anything else they want to say about Venom? It's... All the good ones are taken. <laughs> I just couldn't get over how bad the script was. Uh, the fact that the doctor snuck Eddie Brock into the building, like using her handprint to unlock the doors, but didn't think that anyone would check the records to see it was her that unlocked the doors. Like, how did Eddie Brock get in here? Just look at the footage. Just look who opened the door. Shit like that drove me nuts. So I'm glad Sony has some money in their pocket. Good for them. But man, when then once the Eminem song came on at the end, I'm like, holy shit, what year is this? <laughs> I saw a guy when I was leaving wearing one of those silk, like all over print club shirts. Oh, yeah. With uh, Venom on it and like Chinese writing. And he had jean shorts on. He was waiting for this. <laughs> he like came out of a time warp with the movie. That's how the movie got here. He delivered it. <laughs> Probably got in his car and listened to a lot of Limp Biscuit as he drove home. <laughs> That's what was missing for a soundtrack featuring Limp Biscuit. That's right. Eminem. Now I know why you want to hate me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's give a score and some final thoughts. Aubrey, out of five, Venom. Five. Oh, Jesus. What? <laughs> five out of five. Wow. Okay, uh, Mark. Uh, I'm going to give it a two, two out of five. Wow. And you're usually a, a very forgiving grader. Oh. Yeah, the, the dude's walking down the street. It's a bright, sunny day, and Venom's like, I'm hungry. He's like, all right, let's go get something to eat. I know a place. <laughs> and he goes into the place, and he walks outside. It's the dead of night. <laughs> Did he walk to Malaysia to get to this place? Well, what the fuck? Well, it took the other person six months to walk from <laughs> the airport to a cab, so... <laughs> Oh my god, drove me nuts. Drove me nuts. Time is a flat circle, Mark. <laughs> um, I gave it a 2.25 out of five. Oh, okay. Um, not much more to me. No, and, and you know what? It's not horrible. That's the thing. There's the bones of something interesting here. And like I said, anytime where it's just Tom Hardy and Venom interacting with each other and him mm-hmm. learning how to use his powers and them bantering back and forth. You know, it's it's teetering on being fun and good. It's it's getting there. But then, you know, we have the first excruciating 45 minutes and then that last 15 minutes, which is a CGI abortion on the screen mm-hmm. where at times I couldn't even tell what the fuck was happening. Yep. The uh, CG Riz Ahmed and Tom Hardy inside the symbiotes was so bad. It looked like the burly brawl from Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't defend that. And we get the same old, same old, you know, two thousand early two thousand superhero trope. The villain gets killed at the end, you know, like mm-hmm. it was just. So I, there's there's kernels. It's like taking a shit and there's corn in it. There's kernels in there. <laughs> What'd you guys think of uh, of female venom? That was yeah. ridiculous. That was <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, that part I did not like. See, Arby, I thought you would have loved that. You get Eddie Brock and Venom making out. That's all you. Yeah, yeah, but it was another it girl kissing him. So, yeah. oh, okay, that's right. That's this is right. sad time. <laughs> I almost saw Panda. Well, 
Looks like uh, you've got some decisions to make there, listener, as to whether you want to see Venom or not. But that's our take. So let's uh, get some recommendations out there for the listeners. Aubrey, what do you got? Um, so don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. <laughs> the movie, or is that just your your advice? That's just my advice. <laughs> She's like, that's a movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've watched that movie. I saw it in the movie. Theater. Not awful. That's the baby's lunch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about you, Mark? Uh, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Uh, if you want to see Venom done right, watch Upgrade. It's so much better than this movie, and it costs like a fifth of the budget. And it's rated R, and it's actually intelligent. It actually works. <laughs> Hungry. <laughs> all right. Well, I will suggest that all of you out there go check out SoWizardPodcast.com, where you'll find a podcast every week, links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page, movie reviews, streaming picks, and so much more from Adam and Markellis. So is your podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, Spotify, just about anywhere under the sun that you find podcasts. We'll be there. You can leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Helps out the show. Uh, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash so wizard podcast. You can uh, pledge money towards the show. Help us out monetarily with things like new equipment, going to cons, paying for our Podbean hosting. And that gets you an extra episode of the show every month. Uh, this month we're going to be reviewing Straight from the list of Aubrey, Pootie Tang. Next month, we might have two uh, Patreon episodes, depending on how things shake out. So we got some cool stuff going on. And uh, yeah, I'm going to recommend that you watch Titans on the DC Universe app. The first couple episodes should be dropping as this podcast launches. So next week, you'll be ready to go when we review those first couple episodes on episode 219 of the podcast. But... This has been episode number 218 of the podcast, where we talked about Venom, New York Comic Con, and so much more. On behalf of my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. We are Venom. That's the best I can do. Good job. Good job. Thanks. I don't have a deep voice. That's probably a good thing. (laughs) And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Reagans. Oh, God. Can... Someone can Marvel please get the rights to Venom or all of the Spider-Man characters? Somebody do something. Uh, Wakanda forever. I can't wait for Night Watch. <laughs> we'll see you next week, kids. Good journey.